Am I coming through clear on yours? Because there's like two microphones in the way in mine. Yeah, yeah, you sound good. Anyway, uh, so last time we talked about uh, Motorizer. Motorizer. Motorizer, which was a good album, if not tainted a wee bit by nostalgia. Yeah, think think that so much on uh, on your part. <laughs> <laughs> not one this, of my favorites. This time we're talking about the world is yours, an album that came out with a magazine or because of a magazine, which, whichever way you want to put that. Did you did you buy it with? Was it Metal Hat? No, it was Classic Rock, wasn't it? Yeah. Not only did I buy it, Matt, I pre-ordered it. So you could be one of the few people on the special poster that came with the magazine that had your name printed on it. Have you still got the poster? Yeah, I do. It's right above my bed. Nice. It's it's really small typeface, so you can't really see it until you get right up close. Uh, oh, it, it took got... me a while to find it. It's in there, though. Has it, got, has it got your name before you changed it? It is the first official document with my name on it as Link Gillies. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Brilliant. I did it like before I legally changed it, but no one I was gonna legally change it. So, yes, that that was the first time I got to see my name in print on a motorhead poster. Yeah. So, how did you find out about this release? Was it just through just through the um, sources of the time, which would have been <laughs> fucking MySpace or something yeah, like that? Probably. Yeah. No, I just want it because I haven't bought classic rock or metal hammer. Oh no, god, no. Ages. Yeah. Fuck. And like now you'd see it like all over Twitter and everything that they go in like oh yeah we've got we've got exclusive like full album not just like the cover CD with a mm. track or a cover by someone like your full length new album not a remastering nope not a re-recording new, new for the album. time I mean for that was same. like the first time someone's done something like that isn't it yeah I ca- I can think of a few examples of where albums have come out like online or like special editions like that but to to bundle it with a magazine like I've, I've seen as i say like i know they've done quite a few of metal hammer as well in terms of like ace of spades anniversary and things like that and like having a few like seven inch singles and everything that that go with them but in terms of a full album that's like a massive massive deal it's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah. I wonder what the the thought process was there. Was it like, well, the album sales are downish, so let's just give it away and survive off the tour? I don't know. It could be a few things, couldn't it? And I'm part of me's thinking, like, is it obviously with the internet and everything, like it was a viable means of getting music out there and everything? Yeah. Is it a way of of getting people to buy the physical releases? You know, is it a way of stopping maybe. piracy? Maybe like yeah. you know, you can, you can get an album for yeah, like yeah, you know, the cost of the magazine four or five quid. You know, I, I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting like method of distribution, but obviously instant gratification off the internet and everything. Like it's it's not something that's stuck. No. I mean, if anyone's got any answers to this, let us know at Moto Monthly on a Twitter and Instagram because uh, I'm curious as to what the reasoning behind this was. That's probably just way of getting getting it. It's probably it's just cross cross promotion, isn't it? I mean, classic rock sold all over the place. It's probably just a way of attracting readers to the magazine and you know opening up their readership to mm. Motorhead a bit more. I don't know. So let's talk about what we usually talk about first, be the album cover. Yeah. It's a pretty weird one, this, isn't it? It's a bit... It's a bit lazy. Looks pretty decent on the t-shirt. I've got a t-shirt of this, but... Uh, it's, uh, was there, like, a limited edition t-shirt as well I was reading? It? For uh, whatever the festival in Germany is. Wacken. Wacken, yeah. Yeah. No, I got mine at the gig. Like, and it's, I got it it's a size too small then. So now that I'm older and fatter, it's way too small to wear. But it's a good, good, uh, good kind of look to it on the thing. But like when it's got that super hard black background on it, it just looks like something someone's chucked together in paint. Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of this cover. It's just, it's just the the Motorhead's album cover, just with a globe <laughs> which they put the Warpig logo on. Um, I like yeah. the idea of it, but it's, it just seems like, you know, set transparency about 70%, put it on top, 
we're done. <laughs> we're done here. Yeah, put the the world is yours font in the same font as the Motorhead logo. Done. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not. It's not like when you when <coughs> you come to expect like the Motorhead covers is like doing something really interesting with the Warpig logo, like Inferno and Kiss of Death and even though it's a, not a great album, uh, Snakebite Love. Doing something like really interesting with with the logo and everything, and seeing what you can do. And that's what I like about Motorhead albums. That you get that, and with this, it's just yeah, that'll do. Yeah, pretty much. I guess, I guess uh, something must have been going on, man, because it's the oh well, we'll just chuck the album out with a magazine in. Oh well, we'll just chuck the uh, photoshopped old logo on top of this a new one. The stuff yeah, on the on the wiki about this, because by the way, I've usually been using that in the studio book for all the things we've been talking about for background. The the book was you know at the last chapter with motorized, so now I'm free ball on it, and all <laughs> we've got is online sources to go off of. Yeah, I mean the ver- the version I've got is from 2017, which is obviously not an original pressing. It's it's a reissue no. for obviously. 2010, reasons. this came out. Yeah, so seven years, seven years out. I think it's on. I think it's on a white vinyl. I think I'll have to go and check that in a minute. But yeah, it was a special edition that came out. Came out there. Um, it's not a lot to say about it. It is literally anything just, on the inline. There's no inline. <laughs> there's no inline. No, there's might not a, be official. So just for the purposes of the tape, I am showing Liam <laughs> the back of the album cover, which again is just the front of the album cover. They've done a circular mask of a photo of the band and put that over the over the world's logo there and mm. track listing producers credits and 35 in roman numerals because they're 35th anniversary 35th anniversary so uh, do you have any um, memories of this album any thoughts before you listen to it not not a lot if i'm perfectly honest I can't even remember what gig um, I went to. I, re- I specifically remember Motorizer because that was 2008. And I went to that gig the day I got back from Vegas. Yeah. So I think I'd been... I got back at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I'd slept the entire day and then went to the gig in the evening. <laughs> I remember that. You were um, so fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a jet lag to fuck. Yeah. It was a good gig because I wasn't going to go, but it was in Liverpool. So yeah, I, I had no distance and to support, travel. Man. So yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. It was a good gig. That was the, was the one after this with... Who's the guy? Munro. Oh, it's going to annoy me. Who did they tour with afterwards? I think I think of the tour afterwards. They toured in Manchester, and he did "Born to Raise Hell" with someone Munro. Why can't I remember no his name idea. or the band he was in? No idea. I shall look that up. But yeah, I kind of have no memory of this either. Uh, uh, I, the track lists all seemed familiar once I looked at them, but then I was like, "What the how the fuck does that song go?" Uh, yeah. So this will be an interesting dive back into it. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of the tour afterwards. Didn't he? Did they tour with Hanoi Rocks or something? Michael they did Monroe. a tour with Hanoi Rocks, yes. Yeah, that that could have been the one after this. But yeah, I'm... oh, that could have been this tour. Was it? I don't know. We'll find out. We should. Someone we will tell us. Yeah, because there was. Um, I know on the back of this they did the world is. Is it the world is ours? Two live albums. Right. Yeah, I remember that being a title. Is that what? Let's have a look. The World Is Ours is the next year, yeah, Volume 1. The World Is Ours, Volume 1, everywhere further than every place else. And then the next year after that, The World Is Yours, no, The World Is Ours, Volume 2, any place crazier as everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, I am I am right, it is that tour. So they, this was the Manchester gig with Michael Monroe on Born to Rose Hill, which I think I missed... If I remember, I think I missed that year. So yeah, I that's why I have no memories of, of yeah. this <laughs> this tour because it didn't go. Well, let's see if we can go through this and refresh your memory. The first track on side A is a "Born to Lose." So let's uh, drop the metaphorical needle as we're doing this online and press play. 
you know why I can never remember what these songs are? It's like I look at the titles and I like Born to Lose and I just start thinking of that Johnny Thunder song yeah, in or, my head or instead. Or <laughs> Born to Lose. Yeah. But as soon as that started off with that incredible drum beat, I was like, oh, I like this song. I remember this yeah, song. Yeah, it's, it's not a typical opener, is it? Because it's... No, it's great, though. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice groove to it. The bass and the, or the, the double bass and the, the drums as a whole on that are great. Was this like the single from the album? Not 100% on No, that. Get Back in Line was. Yeah, yeah. No, so it wasn't. It should have been this because this vibes like a Motorhead song but a bit more updated. It does. It's, I remember this being in the live set as well. It's got a nice groove to it. <laughs> it's not quick or anything, which you, can't, you kind of expect from the opener, but... Yeah, it's it's got a nice groove, so it's a nice riff and everything as well. But I think it fits. The only it's a bit reliant on dropouts at times, where just like let the guitars drop out, let the drums do the work, and then cut back in. Yeah, but they don't do that a lot. No. So I think allowed they're allowed to do it in one song a few yeah, times. It gets, it, it gets a pass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the thing about doing this podcast so long is that there's really nothing new to say about the writing style yeah. because it's all the same themes. So the guy writing it, like, to be Lemmy writing these things, he must have been like, oh, fucking, you know, uh, war, death, you suck, here's a song, yeah. boom. This is a very you suck song. It's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah. Don't suck so hard. Yep, yeah, you're born to do nothing. But I do like our oh, in Stand Up, We Cut You Down, The Worm Awaits You in This Barren Ground, and Your Last Goodbye, Sweet Justice for Your Wasted Life. There's a lot of good shit in there. Yeah. He, 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 your Wasted Life cuts ribbons with a thousand knives. It's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's <laughs> got experience in doing it. It's just there's nothing new we can say about it after so many episodes. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a good, it's solid, but it's not a, it's not a typical opener. It's still good. Boys, it just doesn't feel like a motorhead opener. Bum, 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 bum. Great simple bass line. I'm it trying to think what that reminds me of. It reminds me of another song I've, I've been listening to a lot recently and oh, I can't think of it. A lot of albums, they still repeat bass lines. I guess we should just keep going then until maybe we will find something to say. <laughs> I think that might be a recurring theme with this record. Yeah. Possibly. Well, so. what's... What's the next track? I know how to die. Okay, let's put that one on. album motorized there i talked about how on buried alive it sounded like an epitaph because he was just purposely reusing lyrics from old songs i don't think he meant to this song to be an epitaph but he reused pretty much every line on this song is something from an old song <laughs> i was gonna say like in the first in the first two songs like i can't i can't i know they mentioned the hammer on the previous track, and there's somebody obviously born to lose yeah. on the first track as well. In this, we've got um, well, the stay out of jail. <laughs> I know that. Where's the other one? There is another oh, one. Mate, it's everywhere. Killing floor, uh, hanging in the sky. Uh, um, don't believe in miracles. That's probably been used somewhere else before. It's like run like hell, stay out of jail. Walk a mile in Walk my a shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Crush your heart, hope to die. It's probably been. Used. I mean. Yeah, it, it's not like it's a bad song either. Like again, it's not. it started. I was like, oh yeah, I remember liking this song. I remember this being in playlists. It's just I don't. They should. It's like, do you think? As as you get older, there's so many songs that you need to listen to that force other songs out of the rotation. And then when you feel like listening to Motorhead, you just automatically think like, oh, the classic Motorhead stuff. So stuff like this doesn't get a fair shout. Because once it comes out, it kind of gets relegated to the back catalogue straight away. Yeah, I mean, 
this compared with something like stay out of jail, then I'll go stay out mm. of jail. Even though that's that's a fairly well, we say new. It's twenty two years yeah. old <laughs> at this point. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cult. It's to me, it should have been the. They should have swapped this round with um. Oh, born to lose. Because this should be the opener. Yeah, it's a good it's, feel it's, to an opener. It's, yeah, because it's, you you can really like feel and and hear the bass on this one, on like um on like Born to Lose, and it it's it's got that pace to it. That feels like it's an opener. It's a, it's it's one of those. It's it's the song after the piss break. Yeah, <laughs> or you open with it. But yeah, I mean some nice some nice bits of that. I know you you're on about they've reused lyrics a lot, but I do like you might be gone forever, and that's a long long time. I do quite like that line. You think? But apart from that, like you say, everything else has been reused from other songs. Th- is this like that that Megadeth song? Is it um, is it Victory by Megadeth? What? Yeah, that it's it's on Euthanasia. It's probably one of their worst songs <laughs> <laughs> because they've just the lyrics are the titles of other Megadeth songs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and it's like really hard to like. <laughs> it together when you're not even willing to give yourself like an and yeah. or a the or something in there I'll yeah, send it, yeah, it's, that, yeah. it's awful I mean speaking of song titles like for an album called The World Is Yours you'd think it would be a bit more optimistic what we've got so far you know, Born to Lose and I Know How to Die and they're all again songs about like saying don't be so shitty <laughs> yeah yeah because I, I don't know if this was this written it was released after Dio's death, wasn't it? Because no, it's, it's a yeah, attributed to it's him. in part a tribute to Dio, but I think it's it's maybe sort of after the songs have been written. I'm not too sure. I'd have to check on the timeline for that. Dio died in several months earlier before the album came out, so not during the writing process, probably. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's keep this train rolling, then, man. It's going to be a quick one today, I think. This is a thing because I think there's more to say on on things like Aftershock and Black Magic because this is something which we'll probably get onto more like during Aftershock. But you can, with this, it feels very much like the album is archetypal, yeah, later era. Yeah, I agree with that. Of that that free piece, but once you get into Aftershock. I don't know what happens to Lemmy's voice in that time, but you really sort of hear him straining. Whereas with this, you could put a song off this next to something off, off Snakebite Love from like, you know, probably like 12 years earlier at that point, and you you wouldn't necessarily sort of hear that difference. Well, we'll talk about that when really we get to Aftershock. Shock, Aftershock. Shock, Aftershock. But right now, let's go to track three, get back in line. clearly one of those songs that was written out before it got there because it ha- hangs together yeah, much I mean, better than I, the other ones but yeah, good stuff good stuff i i, mm. li- I like it it's joe it's the it's the bluesy yeah. song <laughs> on the on the a side and everything it's 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 got a good good rhythm to it but as you say it's definitely 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 more down the stuff after yeah you're born to lose i know mm. how to die and the opener is if we live on borrowed time <laughs> Oh, hold on. Turn to dust. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing is forgiven. We fight for every crust. Yeah, it's it's a cool song. I I like it. It's very bluesy. I love the the bass on it as well. I forgot to mention the last song. We we're hearing a bit more from the bass in in this album. Like there's a few like fills and a few like mini solos and everything, which is nice to hear because that bass sound is is just great on this. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, it's really bluesy and and everything. Like it's, the message is a bit odd and a bit all. I think it place. ties in with what we've been having not... so far, especially lines like "All things come to he who waits, but these days most things suck." It's just about things yeah, being I do, shitty. I do isn't like. It? Yeah, I do like the. Um, I do like the things being shitty. <laughs> um, but it, it's kind of just like. It's not. It's not that that punk ethic of like, Joe. Well, do something about yeah. it. It's just because it's like the message. Get back in line. And like, I get it's trying to sort of, like, prov- provoke that reaction to me. Like, well, I, d- I don't want to get back in line. No, I don't want to put up with this, it. I disagree. I think this is just Lemmy as an old man saying, like, look, things are shitty, and it's all your fault. And now I don't care because I'm too old and I'm going to be dead soon. He's yeah. he's just telling the kids that, I, like, telling them how it is. I'd, I'd, I'd like to think it's it's sort of the other way trying to provoke that reaction, like or coming across it from the authoritarian no. to say, you can't do that, get back in line. If you look at like you the know. interviews he's doing around this time, like in the later years, he's just an old, tired, sad man, and he just sees the state of the world. He's like, well, thank God I'm yeah. not going to be around here much longer. I just thought the message was a bit all over the place, though, because it's like the first verse is like, you know, you have to fight for everything, but you have to be part of the system. And then, like, the next bit is sort of again, it's the waiting, and mm. um, we're we're running around scared and everything. So yeah, just just stay in your place, and and it'll be fine. And then the last sort of verse is like having a bit of a poke and prod at religion. I just think the message is a bit, or it might have, it might have benefited from all being about. You know, you have to fight for everything. Get back in line, and then sort of escalating it as as it goes. It's like it doesn't matter that if you work harder or like not as hard, you're still going to be there. You know, like if it escalated like that, rather than just sort of moving topics. If only, uh, you know, if only. But again, again, reusing, reusing stuff. So, so it's on parole somewhere in there. Trapped in luxury, starving on parole. I, th- we'll have to keep a tally of this. I think they might yeah, be one in every song. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Okay. Let's let's keep going then. Yeah. Uh, Devil's in my head. Again, no memory of this one. Let's see if <laughs> as soon as I hear the first chord, see if it strikes anything. No. Okay. Let's <laughs> see if I like it. That relationship song, yeah. I d- I like that. Yeah. I like Devils in My Head. It's, um, it's quite it's, catchy. It sounds more like something from those early nineties things. Yeah, it's very fantastical. Mm. And everything. It does have it does have some ground in there though. Like it, it's almost because like, it is. It's almost like a descent into madness. It's a very quick descent. But even things I've just noticed, like reading the lyrics, nobody's mad like me. I don't know how to speak. Sometimes my eyes are open. Sometimes my knees are weak. Like, that sort of opening verse is, like, different to the rest of the way the song's laid out. So it's it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a bit of a descent. Like, it's like, you know, I am, I'm mad. No one's mad like me. And then he, he sort of rambling off with everything. Well, that's what it feels like. Nobody's on your side, forgotten how to scream. Sometimes your eyes are blind, sometimes you're in my dreams. It's walking the line between one of those weird, freaky, dark songs and uh, 
one of the very few relationship songs. Yeah, I mean, I do like the way it sort of goes from being like quite fantastical in in terms of like <laughs> you get to that that first verse and it's like oh that first chorus I know where the lightning strikes I know why the vampire bites spoken with the restless dead you know the minds of rats and everything but by the time you get to the last chorus it's like I know the way to hell I know the padded cell and everything it's almost I like it, it's ground in there like he knows yeah. he's, he's insane in like an asylum there seems to be a theme between the few uh Lemmy in relationship songs like English Rose and like it's definitely in the later stuff where it's like him saying I am a bit insane so if you can live with that that's fine but a lot of people can't like he knows he's got devils in his head so he's just letting everyone else know yeah I mean I there's something else about it it's just a a stupid thing like I love the pre-chorus and then like a fake out so it starts off going through the pre-chorus and then cuts back to the main riff before going into the chorus again. I just like that little fake out again, just to change things up. But yeah, I, I like the song. I like the song. It's probably the best it's... one on the album so far. I like the use of the double vocals on the chorus as well. I'm oh yeah, a get... fan of that. Yeah, and it, it sort of fits with the theme about about madness and like mm-hmm. where, where does it say about having... Um, it's not multiple voices in this it's multiple faces if it sometimes i wear other faces it's like you've got yeah, you've yeah. got multiple people there as such what is the one face i like it it's a good album song i, I don't doesn't need to be anywhere near a set list i, I doubt it ever was yeah i see it seems like too big a song mm. as it were to be as with the three piece lineup it seems too big to almost perform as that. I'm sure it's doable, but it just didn't feel like it'd fit with the band at mm. this at this point. It's not like what's that other one? But like this one like is Angel City or something like that. Oh Angel City, what a classic, yeah. Yeah. Just it just feels my like... head keep alive snake in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just it... <laughs> I like it, but I get I get what you mean. It's an album track, isn't it? It's not something yeah. you'd hear live. Well, let's see if rock and roll music sounds like a live one, because it's got a good live song title. Rock and roll music, track number five. What would you say that's comparable to? That's There's nothing really, is there? No, it's, it's just a, a bluesy standard, isn't it? But it's just... The thing that gets me about it, it's so slow. And yeah, you, it's too yeah, slow. And, like, it's the fact it's it starts really slow and the opening lyric is Time goes by real slow. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess we should be thankful for it because we've been saying how pessimistic this album is and this is the number that, you know, rock and roll is going to set you free, don't worry about it. But they put the, the happy, upbeat message in a slow, not upbeat song. Yeah, it's it, it just feels like it's the irony as well where it's like it's about rock and roll, it's about rhythm and everything. And the chorus is just spoken. So rock and roll music <laughs> is the true religion. Never lay you down. You can dance to the river, stay at home, watch it on your television, walk out across the sky. It's yeah, like what rhythm would you dance yeah, to it's to this? Like, that's that's like Jimmy Pop s delivery from Bloodhound yeah. Gang, where he's he'll just like just talk really monotonously yeah. over songs instead of lyrics, and it works there. It just doesn't work. not for a song which is like yeah, get up and dance, and then it's just just this monotonous boring tone. 
So yeah, it's very long. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on I in know, there. There's, there's too much as well, which is just a bit. The I know what you're saying about it's upbeat and like the lyrics, uh, like done to reflect that. But there's there's some stuff which crosses that line of just like having like a wry smile to just being a, a lazy <laughs> rhyme. <laughs> um, where is it? I've got a few. Uh, rock and roll music gonna set you free. No, it's gonna knock you out of your tree. It's like oh. <laughs> there's some other ones as yeah, well. I get it. Make you feel real. No, make you feel good. Get some real wood. It's like oh. <laughs> not making it to one of my playlists. No, it's so it's not. And the the breakdown as well. It feels like it's just missing. It just feels like. There's not enough. Like the guitar stuff was good. It just like it's not as good as it could yeah. have been. Or... I'm, ju- I'm just talking specifically about the breakdown where it just feels like it doesn't flow. Like again, it's supposed to be rock and roll, and it's like you know, rhythm, and you can dance to it, and it's just not there. It feels like there's a note missing or a beat missing or something. It's just it just doesn't. It just really doesn't flow. It just really doesn't fit the the message it's trying to convey. I can't even snip out any good lines to really say, well, it does have this as a saving grace. But... The other one I've made a note of is, where is it? Rock and roll music is my religion. I don't need no miracle vision. Miracle vision. What is this? There's <laughs> <laughs> a bit in the first verse. It's like, uh, stay at home, watch it on your television, walk out across the sky. It's a really weird way of saying mm. that. Doesn't even really have an internal rhyme or anything. No, it's, it's an album filler song, you know. It's this the last one on an A side, I'm guessing, because it's track five. I'll get the uh, I'll get the cover. It's very dark in here, so I can't actually see. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing it reminds me so of it's is a bridge well to the next side. Reason Mortimer did a uh, Mulligan and O'Hare. <laughs> skip which was a tribute to 50s rock and roll and like all i all i remember out of it is like i like rock and roll music i like elvis fucking presley and they just fill it they just fill it with just swearing it's brilliant but that's that's all i think of when i hear the term rock and roll music well that's not very rock and roll of you what else is is there going to be some more rock and roll on this album Waiting for the snake. Uh, this is, is this one of like the ones that's getting really like slow. Yeah. Alright, well, let's see what happens with that in that song yeah yeah is it his dick uh this is this was the point i was gonna raise <laughs> um because it certainly feels like that from, <laughs> from from the first verse and chorus um it's another relationship song yeah well um, i say the world is crazy no there's no one to save me i know a few things baby i know where it is yeah. and then it's like the I don't even know whether to read the chorus. Black hole in the sun. I don't like the way we always run. That's a cool line. And if your eyes are closed, I better stay awake. You sleep like an angel, baby, but I know you're truly crazy. And I think that we've grown lazy waiting for the snake. Yeah, that that certainly feels like it's about his dick. Yeah. Um, it's, the, it's about the comfortable part of a relationship where I guess for a guy like Lemmy, who's always out there banging, it's like, oh, we forgot to have sex. 
Yeah, it was, like, either that or it's like I don't know whether it was about impotence. Um, I don't think Lemmy's <laughs> the kind of guy where they would write a song about his dick not working. <laughs> if his dick never worked, he would not have mentioned it. He'd, he'd write songs like this to cover up on the fact that his dick wasn't working. See, this I, I don't know if it's because I like it's what's the Danko Jones song Snake as well in that, and which is very, very much about his dick. Um, <laughs> So yeah, like I I don't know. Initially, I would say yeah, it's about his dick, but then it's like almost takes a a bit of a a bit of a turn where it's like as you soon know, as you get to that second chorus, it's like you live in constant sorrow, and I refuse to follow. We might not see tomorrow. Wait for this thing. This is this is the thing about quote unquote art, Matt. You can argue anything from like both sides. I could argue that this song is about fucking the. The price of petrol in Yemen if you gave me long enough time to prepare an argument. But there's clearly some dick imagery going on in there, and there's clearly some doom and gloom imagery as well. I think it's a pretty cool song. I didn't outstay its welcome. That's what I liked about it. It made its point, <laughs> had a good little rhythm, didn't drag. Yeah, it's on, under four minutes. Eh? It comes to just what that, it yeah. But yeah, to, again, like I, I don't know why I'm noticing it more on this album, but like the bass sounds amazing. Hmm. On this record, it's it's really punchy. I really like it. It's got really good. I've been sound noticing how slow the vocal delivery is, and I guess what you're saying when we get to aftershock and stuff, where his vocal chords are just more and more fucked. Yeah, this is definitely the first step into that world. Yeah, it's it's like the um, not so much on on this record, but like you really start to sort of hear the straining, and it's almost like forcing the words out. Everything. It's it's probably why we we didn't see the quicker songs on those later tours, because there was a hell of a lot kicked out, kicked or removed from there to to allow for. There were certain things they couldn't like overkill in Ace of Spades, which I'm mm. yeah can't not play play those. But yeah, it definitely leans towards the uh, at least in terms of the vocals, the slower delivery. So the next track is The Brotherhood of Man and the and the reason why I was talking about pace before we played Dick Snakes is the only thing I remember about this album is every time putting it on going like, Oh my god, this song is so long. It's, it's is it just because it's over five minutes? It's it's just we'll listen to it and we'll and I'll complain afterwards. This is uh, <laughs> track number seven, Brotherhood of Man. Red bass solo, wasn't it? We've had a few on, a few mini ones on this album. <laughs> I mean, that's a long song, isn't it? It. I don't. I it's don't a, feel it drags it, as much as rock and roll music. But I know what you mean. I think because it, it makes its point so succinctly in the first line, and then it's just not making any new ground with it. Yeah, like I, I get what you mean. Like the chorus is a bit. It feels a bit forced. Yes, the whole thing feels forced. Yeah, it kind. Of, I feel like the verses kind of work because it reminds me of a bit like it reminds me of a cross between like Orgasmatron and Death Forever. 
Yeah, we've definitely talked about this before, haven't we? Like every other album, there's a song that tries to be the new yeah. orgasmatron. Yeah, definitely. It definitely this, feels this like the... that. Like the verse riff's very like Death Forever, though. Like I, I feel just like the sound of it as well, which I, I kind of like. But like the, as soon as it kicks in that chorus, it just slows everything right down. Doesn't really go anywhere. Like the, no. the thing that really annoys me about this song, it's coming out of the second chorus, and there's like a build. No, it's coming out in the second verse. There's a big build up. And then it just cuts the chorus. It's like go to the go to a yeah. solo or so, or something. Like yeah. don't don't you know give us something else. Like play around with the formula a bit. But yeah, is it... I kind of get the feeling that um, Phil and uh, Mickey didn't really have much say of what was happening on this album. There's there's not really much there for them to do, is there so far? Yeah, there's, there's not. I mean, I've I've liked I've liked some of the some of the riffs and some of the songs like on on like listen back where it's like oh yeah yeah i kind of like this but there's there's a lot of of filler on this there's not there's really not a lot going on in this it's you know it's we say it's trying to be like the artsy song but it's just following what or the experimental song but it's just following the other experimental ones before it. it's not changing anything Mm. up Yeah, and that's why there's nothing else to say about it. It's just, it's just downer again of just how everything's awful. Like you know, murder is now you know the norm, whether it's called murder or not. It's yeah, we we do. We this are worse than animals. Yeah, we do. We hunger for the kill. Yeah, but that's probably like the most succinctly downer line I've ever heard. Yeah, in one word but song. it's not even like like we do it in in terms of hunger. It's said like later on. Um, yeah, we kill for money, wealth, lust. For this, we should be damned. Yeah, like it's, it's there's no metaphor or art going on, no poetry in this. It's just succinct examples of why people suck. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very, it's blunt. It's like there's no sugarcoating. It's it's very yeah. blunt. The thing that always gets me about this as well is it's like always recommended because someone like I don't know why, but they did their own music video, but like cut to clips of Sons of Anarchy. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't watched the show enough to to be able to. It's, it's got a big biker thing to it. Yeah, I think I, I think I googled it before, and someone did it like montages of uh, battle scenes from Vikings. I don't know what that's about. Now, because there's, there's other Vikingy songs, surely. <laughs> yeah, much more. I guess the Brotherhood part of it. I I don't know. The the, the Motorhead fandom is both deep and very peculiar. <laughs> Alright, let's uh, move on before we lose the three people that do listen to this in case we've offended them. Uh, to Outlaw. Not the Man of War song, which is much, much better. So this song uh, is about cowboys, or one specific cowboy with a gun who doesn't want to be held down by the law. Outright, I thought I thought you meant like it, it was actually based on 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 a real cowboy. I'm like what is it? It doesn't, it doesn't really say much in terms of what he did. No, there's no. Apart from being a cowboy, cowboy with, with a gun, who was an outlaw. <laughs> Cut down on his prime, so it seems. <laughs> like most outlaws are. Uh, just a, a concept song there, I guess. Uh, you can see why that one would have been more useful to someone as a, a montage of clips to biker TV shows. But yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, the the Sons of Anarchy thing. I I went straight to Westworld, and I'm like, nah. I'm not really <laughs> telling the show. <laughs> 
I just, it's an interesting one. It, it's it's a bit like um, like we were saying before. Like it's almost a bit like Death Forever mm-hmm. type type in terms of the um, <coughs> the way the drums and the uh, the guitar sort of work. I don't know, it's a really odd thing that gets me. In, in, in like I don't I don't know why, but it's just to call it out. Just the chorus, the way it's like three lines or like two and a half lines, because it's just. Outlaw, cut you down in your prime. Outlaw, see the blue sky one last time. And <laughs> Outlaw, that's all. And then just the chorus just like instantly cuts yeah, it's out. Weird, it? Isn't it? it just moves on to something else. It's, yeah, I, th- I think that would have been cool to yeah. do like once, <laughs> but three times is a bit... is a bit much. They should have definitely <laughs> done it <laughs> done it once as like a fake out on a song and then add like a proper chorus for the rest. Maybe not for this song, but... The other thing I, d- I did like is where, when it does that out in the second chorus, I don't know how they've done it, but do you know when you slow a tape down and then put it back up to full mm-hmm. speed like really quick? It goes out. They kind of do that as it goes into the chorus. I don't know how, they, how they've done it, if it's like intentional or just the way sort of the strings <laughs> are being pulled on the uh, on the trem or anything. But I, d- I, did, I did like that and appreciated it, but... Yeah, it's another really, really sort of odd song. I'm trying to think of just even like the lyrics as well. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying they're lazy, but like just like the movies, time to move. Bad gunslinger, evil dudes. <laughs> not exactly inspired. Again, like, does it? How does it fit in with the theme of the album, which is everything is shitty and we're shitty people? Because surely the outlaw is meant to be the the figure of the outsider. That's the good part of the shitty people, like, uh, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? But well, maybe he's, he just is one of, because he just murders people and discriminates. Yeah, oh, man, I think we're putting more thought into this <laughs> album than Lemmy did. I don't think there is a album that follows any sort of concept. No, going through, or at least not intentionally. No, that's that's a good point. Some points just come up more regularly than others. Uh, can we move on to the next one then? I know what you need. good number it's a weird place to put that on the album I think yeah it is, it is a bit of a weird but it feels more like an A-side-y like yeah. fasty song definitely an A-side under that one I know what you are I know what you need I like that it's a good succinct kind of thing oh there's another uh, call back to Prime Material Will You Cry When You're Buried Alive like last album Buried Alive When You're <laughs> Doing Me In oh yeah yeah I didn't even notice that it's it. There seems like a, a really weird duality with this, like almost like mm-hmm. sleeping awake, like coma, not in coma, like fantasy reality. So I think I like it. Yes, I guess that's to point out the delusion of society. God, this is very heavy uh, <laughs> conversation we're having here, isn't it? Will you obey the master when he sets you free? It's like he's just like uh, they live, isn't it? It's like you know the people in charge or the fucking aliens man and we're the real people we need to be in charge of ourselves see how i saved away from a heavy topic by talking about they live they live is great they live is fucking fantastic man put that put on the glasses put on the damn glasses <laughs> keith david what a treasure hope he never dies but anyway um good song yeah yeah i like it it's nothing against it again i could, I could have been like a, a, a little beat faster Yes, maybe the big bigger solo. It's really odd, like dreamlike quality to it, because it, it's almost like I I get the impression like it's almost like someone's almost in the hospital beds or something, and now now a bad man's coming, he's gonna shoot you full of holes. Like, is this is this like a hospital bed thing, or is it like a gurney? Like, is it an autopsy? You know, and now here's it's the sleep execution all around your bed. You are you gonna feel the axe blade when it separates your heads? Like it's. 
Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, it's a really like odd duality where I'm I'm trying to figure mm. out where exactly it means. I think that's the point of it that it's it's ambiguous. It's it has really got like a a different quality to the to the other songs on the album, which feel a bit more like grounded because they're all, as you say, very on the nose and very blunt. Yeah. It's weird. Like if it wasn't on the A side, I would have made it the last song on the album on this side. But what do I know? I know if it's a closer. I like it. I like it. It's. I need to listen to it a bit more. To be honest, yeah. Like it's... I I would say that one and uh, is one that I've taken out of this as a put it in the playlist Let's kind of number. Away. I I would put it in the playlist for more morbid curiosity, just to sort of delve deeper into it. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Well, I'm looking more now that I look at the lyrics, I see. Yeah, one of the things I have noticed on this album is like there's some of the songs seem to follow. They go. I know we're all on on about that. They follow a theme, but like this song, it's lots of questions. Can you play the jester to watch you while you sleep? Can you be sure his heart That's is pure? Are you dreaming? Or are you in coma? Coma? How do you know for sure? And like on. Oh, is it Born to Lose or I Know How to Die? I can't remember which one. Some of the earlier tracks are very... It's I, I, I. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. all of the um, all of the words start... or A lot of the lines start with I and another one, it's all we. Like, I think it's Ooh. I Know How to Die and Get Back in Line. I think. So I'm it's just... interesting, yeah. Devils in my head's all I, I, I. Yeah. And get back in lines of we, we, we. Yeah. You're very right, yeah. That's that's what I meant. And it's like this seems to follow like just the root of questions. It's almost like it's I like the way that that sort of sounds. And this one's all will. Yeah. <coughs> will and can you? But yeah, a lot of the songs oh, on, really on, the bottom, on this album seem to follow that kind of kind of pattern. It's like you know, stick with that theme. In terms of not just, you know, like war, religion, mm. you know, it's stick with the way that works as like a, vo- a vocal line and, and copy that and do sort of variations of it throughout. But yeah, there seems to be at least three songs on, on here that do that. It's interesting, man. It is. That's I'd, fucking interesting. I'd definitely go back to that one to, to listen to more just out, just out of morbid curiosity rather than um, it's a good song. But it's not sort of one of my favourites on the album. But this may stick around in the playlist a bit longer, just yeah. to hear. Bumped up that list. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's going to be as much depth to "Bye Bye Bitch Bye Bye." It's a great title. Let's find out. <laughs> Track number ten, last song on the album. Bye Bye Bitch Bye Bye. where the guitar solo for that album went <laughs> yeah it, it, it is quite a big one at the end isn't it it's good though I, I do like it it does feel like a, a bit of a closer as well just in terms of the title like it reminds yeah, me a bit obviously, it's, yeah. obviously it's a completely different song but it reminds me of a Die You Bastards yeah I think, I think it's a great closer as well um, but yeah I, it remind, the riff feels like smiling like a killer it does Inferno. yeah good shout but yeah, it's just you can almost imagine like the the honky piano over the top mm-hmm. of it as well. Like I I do like it. It's 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 what it's a type of song you want to close an album. Like just up on your feet, like jumping up and down, nice fast paced, send the crowd home happy. But yeah, the only thing I would have liked is maybe like a final chorus at the end of it because it kind of feels like the solo finishes and it's just like breakdown end. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, do you know what? I've really got nothing to add. <laughs> it's okay. It just feels like a theme, and it, it's like it's a good song, but it's old old ground that's been covered before. As you say, there's a lot, of... especially in this exact album as well. <laughs> yeah, it's just like reused lyrics and things, and it's yeah. it's just like it's just reused. It's like you know. But again, you not don't bad. know me, baby. It's per- but I know perfectly you so fine. Well. Yeah. I could happily put this on in the background while I did something else. <laughs> that, that's surely like the highest praise. A high compliments song. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes, this album, man, like it's just it's not a stare, is it? Like when I was saying at the beginning about how these albums didn't get a fair shake because they were new, like you can't stand this album up against no way anything from the Bronze Age. And I wouldn't stand up against anything from the early two thousands. Now it's I mean Compared to Motorizer, I've got more takeaways off this. Mm, okay. <laughs> like, Bye Bye Bitch Bye Bye, I Know What You Need, I Know How To Die, Devil's In My Head. Solid songs, and like f- like four solid songs from an album like this late into a career. Not bad. Like, out of ten, yeah. and like, Born To Lose is okay. So you could maybe argue there's like a, a decent size worth of decent songs, but none of them are memorable. No, we are not memorable got, at all. We haven't got like like even off you talk about like the later albums, but we are motorhead. It's like, oh shit, we are motorheads on there. Um yeah. Stay Out of Jail's on there. That's a tune. Um Absolute classics. And then like Inferno, like I can name like so many songs off that. That's, that's the one with Whorehouse Blues on it. You know, that opens with, with Terminal Show and In the Name of Tragedies on there. Like they played that a lot. And do you know what I mean? It's like but now mm-hmm. we're getting motorizer and this. I'm just <coughs> I struggle to name songs off the top of my head to go, oh yeah, that's the album with that. You know, I I was looking at like some set lists from the time where this came out. So from 2011, 12 and 13, I know how to die is the opener, but it's yeah. the only song from this album and there's only like uh rocket and I know how to die from like the two thousand era stuff. To be honest, rock out. Do you mean or rocket? No rocket. Rockets off um, another perfect day. Oh shit! Yeah, what am I? I'm thinking about rock, rock out. out. Yeah, it's the song I covered. My dyslexic <laughs> ass. There you go. Sorry about that. But yeah, well there you go. Then they only put one new song from the new album in those three years of touring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not. I know how to die. Is that is that all they played off this album then? Like ever. I'm guessing so. Like, I had the, in my head that at some point they played Brotherhood of Man, and that's why I hated it, because I had to stand through it. But <laughs> and they would have moved on to stuff from the new album after 2011. Let's... And it's like I said, they, they did less fast numbers as well, so they would have opted for all slow things. Let's we say... should do an episode just looking at Setlist at some points. Yeah, like Setlist FM is fantastic. Mm. Um, I love Setlist FM, um, but I like how... It breaks the um, it can break them down as well to show what albums stuff was played off. So mm. I'm gonna have to have a look at at what um, at the percentage of stuff from from certain albums. Um, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a lot off off this. Unfortunately, maybe Enough. like two, maybe three songs. I reckon. If that, I don't think there's gonna be much. I think it's gonna be one. But anyway, yeah. um, fucking we we'll skip ahead three years to the next album after this which is another unusual move from Motorhead than the old uh, album a year kind of vibe they used to do in it. Album tour, album tour, album tour. Mm-hmm. I suppose you need a break every once in, once in a while. Especially when they were getting up there. So the next ep- episode of Motorhead Monthly will be talking about 2013 Aftershock. Nice. I, th- I think is another album that came with a magazine, isn't it? Is it? I, I don't know. remember where Aftershock came We will came find off. out. I do have it. I, I remember it was difficult to find on LP, if I remember. But I think there have been reissues since I got it. Anyway, that's an episode of Motorhead Monthly in the bag, like I say. Oh, and fucking, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Matt. Like, someone keeps trying to hack into the Twitter, and I'm like, why? There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep getting tagged in other people's shit. It's just like, the point of the Twitter is just to let you know when the new episode's going to be out. How do, how do you know people are hacking it? Because I keep on getting a um, fucking alert saying, it's like, hey, someone in Bulgaria is logged into your account. So it's like, I'm not in Bulgaria. Knock that Ch- off. Change the password on it. 
I've changed you know it three times. I don't know what it is anymore. Joe, you know we should say, um, we should say as well that, well, friend of the show, Tim Atkinson, the new Leader of Down album is out. Yes, eighth of April. I'll certainly be uh, be getting a copy. I think we're gonna have to skip back around to the Leader of the Down stuff once we get through all the studio albums. And we're very close to the end. Yeah, not far. Very out. close to the got, end. Um, Two official studio ones and then a mm-hmm. compilation. That's it. A lot of Motorhead podcasts will finally reach the zenith. And you can join us next time on Motorhead Monthly.